Hi, my beautiful queens and kings. It is your one and only Queen Dish here. So I am delighted today as I have Queen Teresa here, who is the uh, ritual queen. So I'm excited uh, to talk with her, you know, about some different things um, for you ladies. Hello, Queen Teresa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a perfect fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just to let you queens know a little bit about her, uh, Teresa is a published author, certified life coach, a Reiki 2 energy healer, and a certified aromatherapist. She is the author of Uncensored, a guide to putting on your big girl panties. (laughs) She's the CEO of the Ritual Queen LLC and the host of the Ritual Queen podcast well excuse me (laughs) in the house (laughs) (laughs) excuse me uh but no we we love we love i i love having different guests on here in different walks of life and doing different things because we're all so unique in different ways and i feel like we we all as women especially have something to offer each other right Absolutely. So I gave, you know, I, I read a little bit about you, but I want you, Queen Teresa, to let us know a little bit more about you in your own words. Yeah, I would love to. So yeah, I was dubbed the Ritual Queen. So that's kind of how everybody knows me. And my purpose in this life has really just switched from focus on my family and my kids because they're grown now and I needed a new purpose. And um, so I kind of found it in my own kind of healing and spiritual journey and realized that we as women and caretakers, we do not make ourselves a priority. Like we are at the bottom of the barrel and, and then we hit walls and we wonder why, you know, we're so burnt out and stressed and overwhelmed. And so I just decided that was it. That was my mission. I was shining a light on mental health just due to my own struggle. And I was letting women know that there is no shame around being a queen and we need to drop that guilt that we encounter when we do try to make ourselves a priority. So I'm just trying to, you know, open women up to their own strength and being their own validation and stop seeking it from outside sources. Amen to that. (laughs) You know, we're aligned on that, honey. Oh yeah. (laughs) We have the power within. You just got to let it out. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, gosh, we oof, we said, oh, look, we definitely don't put ourselves first, which is, you know, and absolutely why I'm also here, you know, behind my mission and purpose and what I'm doing. So, um, you know, knowing a little bit about you, of course, and, and sort of learning about your journey, can you kind of bring us back to that place in your life um, where, if I believe, you know, you kind of were depressed at one point, uh, because I know there are a lot of women that are ashamed, as you said, and they, they feel guilty and, and feel sometimes like they're the only ones dealing with what they're dealing with, you know, and feel alone, right, completely alone, as if as if all of us are not dealing with our own struggles in our (laughs) own way, right. And so when we have women like you, or like me, or, you know, other women that are willing to be open and vulnerable, Mm -hmm 
vulnerable about it, it makes a difference. So can you tell us a little bit about that, that journey and that time in your life for us? Yeah, I would love to share that story. And I just want to start it off by saying, you know, when you're in that space, when you are, you know, when you're dealing with any sort of mental health struggle or you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, you kind of look around and everybody else seems to have it together. Right. And so that makes you feel even worse about yourself. And the truth is they don't, right. right? It seems that way to you because you feel so isolated. So, um, my journey actually started in my late thirties. Um, my kids were getting older. Um, my daughter was going through some bullying stuff at school that we were dealing with. And for a long time, I was dealing with depression and just kind of trying to cover it up. Like I say in my book, like I thought I was like a ninja at covering up, you know, my symptoms when reality I wasn't like everybody around me knew something was off, but just didn't know what. And I've always put on the face of everything being okay. Mm. That when I say it, people just believe me. Right. And that's another thing that we tend to do. We always do that. I'm fine. Right. Right. And we're not fine. So, um, I finally had kind of hit a wall. Um, I was having suicidal thoughts Mm. and I knew that that was like, that was my rock bottom. Like at that point I had to get some help and I finally did. I finally admitted that, you know, I was not the end all be all for my family. Like everybody would be okay if I took a step aside and helped myself, because if I continued on, I may not have been here anyway. And what good is that to them at that point? So, um, so I did the traditional route of medication and therapy and, um, kind of took some time to get myself equaled out and, and back on track. And, and then I started looking into some alternative methods to deal with everything. And that was just a personal thing because I don't, I'm not a pill kind of person, like a medication. So I wanted some alternative methods for me. And that led me to aromatherapy. So I started um, like really digging into that and I got certified in that because there was a lot of misinformation and I wanted to be safe about how I was utilizing that resource. And so I did that. And then I found the world of online coaching and, and all of the inspiring and motivating women that are, that are online for, for you. And um, so I found a coach, I started working with her. I ended up going through her um, certification program to become a, a coach myself, because I knew at that point that that's exactly what I wanted to do. And, and then I found energy work. And um, so I, you know, got certified in that. And yeah, and that kind of led me to the end of, you know, then writing my book to share my story with the world, because it was interesting. interesting. And I wanted to share it in hopes that, you know, different aspects of my story, people could relate and see themselves in it. And then, you know, take the resources that I provide to begin their own, you know, journey back to themselves. And, And when we can connect back to ourselves and within and in our purpose, and, you know, the reason God put us here, whatever higher power you believe in, for the reason that, you know, that we're here, then we can drop the fear of using our voices and being Queens and being in that energy and, and not having the, 
the guilt and the shame that surrounds it when you're not in that space. Oh gosh, wow. This is, you just said a mouthful. I mean, there's so much I can take from that. (laughs) Uh, But I, no, I love, I just, I just, excuse me, love the transparency. Uh, I just think it's, it's needed and, and, you know, just being authentic and open because like I said, there's so many of us that are hurting or are going through something, you know, and as she said, like, trust me, you're not the only ones, ladies, out there going through something. We are all dealing with something in our own way. You know, they may not say it, but trust me, I always say you never know what's going on behind closed doors, right? Exactly. Yep. Right. Um, something I do like that you, you, you know, kind of mentioned um, was kind of when you said, my family, you know, um, I think you said they had to realize, like, you're, you're not the end all be all for them. Mm-hmm. That's huge because so many women, you know, take on sort of that armor and feel like you have to be everything to everyone. And mm-hmm. of course that equates to them putting themselves last. Mm-hmm. So kind of on that cape, right? Absolutely. Putting the cape. Exactly. And that's kind of our validation that exactly worthy. Exactly. Um, you know, for a woman who is kind of, <laughs> She's in that space right now, you know, what's kind of uh, maybe even just a first step for her that you think would be good, you know, just to kind of get her on the right path, you know, what's a first step for her? Um, Honestly, the first step I believe is awareness. Okay. You got to have that self-awareness that um, you're trying to do everything. You want to be everything. And you may be in like, like I had a happy family, right? Like I'm married to my best friend. We've been together since we were 20 years old, right? Like, you know, I'm almost 40 or almost 47. I'll be 47 this year. So we've been together for a long time. We have very happy, very solid marriage. And we had two healthy, beautiful children. So like anybody looking in would be like, What's wrong? Right. What could possibly be wrong? Exactly. What do you have to be depressed about? Well, all of my stuff came from childhood that I never dealt with. And I just shoved and shoved and shoved. And eventually it's going to erupt for me. That was my late thirties. Everything just erupted, Mm. but having the awareness that you have something going on or you feel a certain way And I also just want to say, like, don't compare yourself to others and say, it's not that bad because so-and-so has it worse, or even like to compare it to this crazy world we're living in right now. Like all that outside stuff doesn't matter because everybody's dealing with crazy outside stuff. You have to look within and you have to have the awareness within yourself that something's not right. You don't feel balanced. You don't feel happy with yourself. Your life might be great on paper and everybody looking Mm. in, but if you don't feel good in here and happy when you look in that mirror, you have to, that's the time to, to step up and make a change. Looking good on paper. Mm. Tweet, tweet. 
Think about that, ladies. Looking good on paper, that is different than what's going on inside of you. She was pretty much putting her hand towards her heart. What's going on inside of you for those listening? Ooh, that was good. Looking good on paper. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. It's it's so true, though. And I think that so just having that awareness of of how you feel, right? And that something, something's not right. You, you know, you want more or and and it's not a bad thing to want more in your life. Yes. Like even if you have this great, amazing, happy life, but you feel like something's missing. Well, maybe that's something that's missing is just simply love for yourself. Right. And a connection back to yourself, Mm. because that's what I felt like I lost. Like I loved my family unconditionally. We were happy, but I didn't really like, like myself anymore. Okay. Okay? And like, that's, you know, that was part of, of getting lost. So once you can have that recognition and that feeling that something, you know, is off, then you take that to determine your next steps. And if it is that it's, you know, a mental health thing, then I highly encourage you to talk to your doctor, talk to your faith leader, talk to your spouse, like tell somebody that you need help, right? And go, go whatever direction that takes you. If you don't feel that it's that avenue, but it's just more of a within and, you know, you just want more for your life or you don't feel deserving of the happiness that you have, or, you know, whatever the case may be for that, then figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Right. And then take just simple little action steps. You don't have to go like all in right. immediately <laughs> because it'll just be another thing on your to-do list and you'll be so overwhelmed that you'll Absolutely. be like, forget it. Right. Give yourself five to 10 minutes a day mm. to be with yourself decide what you want for your life, decide what you want for you. One of my favorite things is journaling, but that's not for everybody. So grab your phone and record a voice memo to yourself or, you know, whatever kind of works for you, but you have to start spending some time with yourself. Mm. So try five to 10 minutes a day with yourself. I don't care if you're sitting on your porch, drinking a cup of coffee, right? Take a walk like read a book, listen to music or a podcast, but just do something for you for that. Everybody has five to 10 minutes, right? Come on queen. I know you're You're busy and you don't (laughs) have time for it. We (laughs) all can find five to 10 minutes in a day for ourselves. I know. It's just that step of making it a priority. Absolutely. Yes. She's calling us out Queens. But yes, we all have five to 10 minutes. I think I remember hearing that with uh, Tony Robbins, you know, when he was saying one of the exercises he was talking about doing, and he was like, listen, you have 10 minutes. Everybody has 10 minutes. If you don't have 10 minutes, that's a problem. You know, that in itself is a problem. But no, we all do. Like you said, it's just we're not making it a priority. And especially for women, that's the problem. We are not making ourselves a priority. And so there's kind of no, really not a shock that we're so off. And so we're out of, you know, kind of out of alignment, you know, feeling imbalanced um, because we're we're not doing anything to sort of replenish ourselves, right? Um, So that's, that's so important, ladies. Gosh, I mean, you know, my, my faithful followers per se, of course, they, they know how I am, but I mean, I, I've really, 
we have to touch on the importance of taking care of you, okay? Mm -hmm. She said five to 10 minutes, ladies. We can do that. We can do that, okay? She said you could have a coffee on your porch. It doesn't have to be anything big, right? No, you don't have to go, you know, excuse me, but balls to the wall. Like you don't have to, right? Like take it slow, make it simple, make it something that you look forward to and enjoy. And, and, you know, a, a, a self-care ritual for you. And let me just give you my definition of a ritual. If that's okay. So a ritual to me is just simply a routine that we do with purpose and intention. Mm. Okay. So it can be something like taking, making a morning cup of tea, or coffee, or like I said, reading a book, but as you're doing it, just take a moment to set the intention of you're doing this, the intention of me making this tea and sitting down and drinking it with my favorite book is because I deserve five to 10 minutes of time to myself. So my intention is some self-love time. And that's your ritual, my friends. Like it is literally as simple as that. You just, you are mindful about your actions and they have an intention and purpose behind them. Ooh, I love that. I love that. I, I haven't had it sort of framed in that manner. So I, I like that. Um, I like yeah, to explain I, it because a lot of people, when they hear the word ritual, they think like super woo woo or witchy right. or something like that. And, right. you know, I mean, if you want to take it there, like I'm all for that. Like my right. office is covered in crystals and sage and like, right. I'm that girl, but right. it doesn't have to be, if that's right. not your thing, just right. make it about yourself and your intention. Okay. I love that. I, I absolutely think ladies, that's something to absolutely consider five to 10 minutes, you know, even if it's say Monday through Friday, you know, I give myself uh, a, a day. So like Sunday is my self-care day, period, point blank. I get to do whatever I want, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I will say in, in being transparent, of course, is that I have an issue with um, finding that routine or should I say no, ritual <laughs> that kind of works for me. Uh, so it's great that I have you on here because now I'm starting to think of how I can incorporate that because I've been looking for something very in tune that feels natural. So I don't feel like, oh, I just have to do this because, you know, the gurus say right. to do this, right? I'm, I want to find something, as you said, that's intentional, um, that will be very, uh, makes sense for, for me. Um, so yeah, that's, thank you for that. That's, that's incredible. And everybody's ritual looks different. Like my ritual five years ago looks different from today. Sure. Right. And you build upon it. So when you find that first thing that you do, and then you begin to look forward to it, then if you want to add something else on, then build upon it. Mm. But don't think like, oh my God, I got to do this, 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 and this because so-and-so said so, and I'm going to feel amazing because you're not, because you're just going to feel stressed out. You're going to feel guilty if you miss a day. (laughs) We we don't need any more of that. So, (laughs) you know, find one thing that feels good to you, that you can commit to yourself a couple days a week, like you said, one day a week, whatever can make you feel better. And then just keep building on it Add a few more days. Or Mm. if you feel good about that first thing and how many days you're doing it and you're ready, 
add something else. Mm, like I'm up to like my daily ritual is like a five-step process. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like that's where I'm at, but it's been built upon. Okay. That makes and, sense. and it feels good. And now when I don't do it, then I feel out of sorts. Ah, okay. That so. makes sense. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. I love that. I love that. Um, so I know that we, we talked about, you know, your journey and things like that. Um, but I kind of, I kind of still want to go back to the fact that it's, it's, we have people that are, you know, have great relationships or great marriage, as you said, um, their life, there's no reason for, I guess, a person on the outside looking in to think that something's wrong. And I want to talk about that with you for a second here, because I know there's a lot of women <laughs> that if they haven't gotten to the point where you have, it might be coming, right? Especially if they listen to this, something might awaken in them. And as you said, it's going to erupt, right? Mm -hmm. So if they've been suppressing it within themselves, right? They might hear from, from the queen we have on here and it's going to surface for them, you know? So it's, it's, what do you think is the reason as to why you held on to that for so long? You know, it, it just, it didn't erupt until later. And, and again, on the outside looking in, we're thinking you guys are great and wonderful, right. which is kind of, it's, it's pretty, I hate to say status quo, but that's pretty common, right? So, yeah. so what, talk to us a little bit about that from your perspective. Yeah. So through all of my therapy and healing and all the work that I've done, I can understand it better now looking sure. back. And so I grew up in a household that was very dysfunctional, okay. very chaotic. Um, my parents were alcoholics, drug addicts. I had a stepfather go to prison for drug. Like it was this whole crazy chaotic thing. Sure. I adopted this, you know, coping mechanism of people pleasing. Mm. Okay. And in doing so, it gave me a sense of power around my environment. Okay. I mean, it was nonsense. It was all <laughs> in my head, you know, but right. as a kid, sure. you know, I felt like, okay, well, if I can keep everybody in somewhat a state of happiness, then I will find some peace in my environment. Mm -hmm. And because I did it for so long, I just carried that into my adulthood. Okay. And I also tied my sense of worth back to being able to keep everybody around me happy. Mm, wow. And because I grew up with a mother that did not provide to me what I felt I needed. When I always said, when I become a mother, like I'm going to be the right. greatest mother ever. <laughs> right. right? And so that was like a big thing of mine. So, you know, looking back, I totally overcompensated you know, <laughs> and smothered my children oh. to death. But, um, but that was like, that was my, my goal. And what I wanted, like, you're getting everything that I always wanted and never got. Sure. So I completely overcompensated for my own lack of the mother that I always wanted. Sure. So I think that all of those things just kind of, you know, compressed together and made it almost a feeling of impossible to stop 
doing that. Okay. And it wasn't until later in life and everybody has their trigger and their breaking sure. point. Right. And I honestly, it, you know, I'm still, I still, I do therapy still to this day. Like I'll probably never stop doing it, right. um, but we're actually going to start working on, because I have a lot of memory trouble because of, you know, suppressing sure. so much from my childhood. So we're now looking at the, um, the angle of like some PTSD okay. that's causing me to, you know, to, for it to affect my memory. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say like, at this point, what exactly triggered it to finally bubble over other than for me, I would say that it was probably a mixture of my oldest son was, you know, to the point where he was like ready to move out. My daughter was going through, like I said, the cyberbullying and and stuff at school. Um, Work was just stressful. Right. And, um, and finally that it, it just triggered and, and everything came. So you never know what that trigger point is going to sure. be. It can be the smallest, most idiotic <laughs> thing that has nothing to do with anything. Right. And it's just going to send you over the edge. Right. <laughs> really? Right. So you have no idea what that breaking point for you is going to sure. be. Um, <clears throat> but all of it just kind of everything just piled on and on sure. and on for so many years that yeah something insignificant triggered I, it i know that i i understand that oh yes i guess it's if you think like in relationships and everything's fine and you know a person has kept it has suppressed things and then it's a beautiful day outside the you know sun is out and the sky is blue and then they just kind of go off the handle and you're like exactly where did that come from you know yeah yeah it seems so out of left field but in reality it's not it's not it's just, exactly it's just been building for years but they are just really good at covering it up exactly exactly so so i know there's um a lot of sometimes uh, negative not even a connotation, but sort of maybe a stereotype um, about therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know, you'd be you might be surprised. I mean that that there are women that are still hesitant. Oh, um, for sure. You know, to do that. So we, I think we see it as a sign of weakness. And I, and I don't understand why. I mean. What is that about? Because I mean, we all have coaches, coaches have coaches. I mean, you yourself said you used to go to therapy. Yep. You know, I need to find another one. So I mean, it it's always for me about us sort of progressing, right? Mm-hmm. I always say it's never about perfection, it's just about progression. You know, perfection and doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's a setup, it's an unrealistic expectation that's set absolutely. up to make you fail. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and so personal growth and personal development is ongoing. Like it's not something you start right. and you stop and it's like, oh, everything's okay. Like, yeah, no, that's no. <laughs> not the way it works. <laughs> it's not. So talk to the ladies about, you know, the lady that's listening. Um, she might be on the fence about that, even though we know you and I know yeah. certain things are she's she's depressed some things, whether or not she has the consciousness to understand that. There are some things that she's holding on to or that she's suppressing. So what is sort of your advice to her about kind of maybe nudging her towards being open to therapy? Yeah. 
So that's a hard one because, you know, you can only, you can only get help when you recognize that you need it. Mm. So it's really, it's such a catch 22 with therapy because or any kind of help like that, because, you know, somebody around you might be able to see that you really need it and really want you to go, but you're never going to do it unless you're ready, or you Mm. may agree to do it just to kind of, you know, be like, okay, and try to make somebody happy and get them off your back, but you're never going to actually benefit from it. If you just go into it and like half ass it. Right. Mm, So, um, so it kind of circles back around to the awareness thing. Okay. And I guess really, you just have to look at your life and you have to ask yourself, is this what it is? Is this is this all, is, is this how I intend to live the rest mm. of my life? Feeling sad, feeling alone, not feeling like myself, feeling stressed, feeling overwhelmed, knowing that there's something better out there, that there is a way for me to find peace yeah. and joy and yeah. true happiness and love. But I'm going to stand in my own way because I'm afraid of what others will think. Mm. I feel guilty about taking that time for myself. Yeah. It's embarrassing to tell people that I'm going to therapy because they're going to judge me. Mm, 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 so all in all of those things, that's the perception of everybody else. Right. The only thing that you have any control over is yourself. Amen. What you say, what you do, how you react to things that are said and done to you, you, my friends, have zero control over anybody else around you. Your only job is to tell people how you feel, what you're going through, your emotions, your thoughts. It is not your job of how they react to it. That is for them to manage and not for you. Say that Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> and the people in the back, did you hear me? So again, it is your job to share your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. It is not your job to manage how other people react to them. Tweet, tweet, snap, snap. Ladies, ladies. So you just truly, honestly have to make the decision for yourself if you want to stay in the space that you're currently in and how you're feeling, or if you're ready to step out of that, ask for help, get the help, heal, grow, and live this beautiful life that honest to God, I am telling you, when you heal yourself, when you learn to love yourself, that shit radiates out to everybody around you and it strengthens every relationship that you have. Mm, mm, I mm, promise mm. you. I felt that. I felt that. Ladies, my queens, yes. You have to put yourself first and, and love yourself and love yourself enough to, if you need to get therapy, if you need to talk to someone, you know, Love yourself enough to, to take the first step. Like, And it's hard. When you're in that space where you don't really love yourself, 
Yeah. It's hard. And I will tell you that I didn't take that first step for me. I took that first step for my family Mm. because I was afraid. I was in such a bad mental state where I'm having those suicidal thoughts that I was in no space to to do that for myself. Mm. I did that for my family. I loved them enough to get that help. And then in turn, I learned to do it because I love myself enough. Okay. So then was that something that like you and your husband talked about? Did he see something and it was like, Hey, I think you need to talk to talk to someone. Like how did that happen? A funny, the it's, it's a funny story. It was actually my manager. (gasps) Wow. So I, so I work a customer service job, right? So I talk to people all day on the phones and our calls were recorded. And so randomly, you know, our managers would listen to them and critique them and give you feedback and all of that. So I went into a meeting with him one day and he was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? (laughs) And he's like, no, I've been listening to your calls and it's, they're definitely off. Like the last few weeks, like it has, it's not you, like what's going on. And I insisted that I was fine, that I was okay. And he just kind of pushed and pushed until I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not. And he provided me with like resources that were available through my employer for me to get like X amount of counseling sessions. And I took some time off, did some therapy. Like that was actually how it started. And whenever he pointed it out, you know, that's when I said, you know, that's when I had, you know, the conversation with, with family, but yeah, it was actually my boss that pointed it out. Okay. That's, that's very interesting. Would you see ladies, like, she's just like you. I'm just like you. Like, I swear we may have different shades and, you know, different nationalities and live in different places, but I swear we are just the same. (laughs) We are the same. Oh my goodness. Her employer brought it to her attention because she didn't, you know, she was in that space of sort of denial, if you will. Yeah, I'm fine. In denial. I'm fine. fine. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what we all say. I'm fine. No, you're not fine. You're not fine, ladies. And that is just, that's so important because we can't change what we won't acknowledge, right? We cannot change what we won't acknowledge or or deny. Um, I say, or you're delusional about like, you can't change it, you know? And like your mind can't even come up with solutions, you know, if you're lying to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You're lying to yourself, um, you know? So please know, like I said, we are just like you. Everybody is going through something, okay? You are not alone. Um, and if you're on the fence about therapy, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, say, a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. No. No. I would say, you know, maybe they could even start with maybe a life coach. No. You know, would you would you agree? Yeah, I will definitely say that. I will say that, you know, we were trained um, in my certification program that like your initial consultation with somebody, you can determine whether or not you have the capacity to help them or if it's going to be beyond your capacity and it's more of a medical thing. So definitely, you know, you can absolutely get a life, depending upon where you're at in the space, in your space, a hundred percent. I always recommend coaching because it changed my life, but 
I had originally talked to a life coach, (coughs) excuse me, but I knew like just for my first talk with her, um, it was just like an introductory kind of chat, nothing more than that, our first time talking. And I recognized that just talking to her and her responses to me was that it was not the right path for me at the time. Mm -hmm. I was beyond that. Like I needed more help than she would have been able to give me. Sure. So, um, I mean, luckily, like she was a friend, we were just chatting, you know, and talking and uh, about it. And so it was an easy decision for me to make, you know, it wasn't like I was, had hired somebody and then was like, no, I can't do this anymore. But, (laughs) um, but again, that's kind of going to come back to your awareness thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really talk, if you have a trusted, you know, friend or a trusted family member, or, you know, maybe through your, your HR department, you mm-hmm. have resources that would be available to you. Like I did, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, if you are in the religious space and you have, you know, somebody in that area that you sure. trust, there is somebody out there that you can turn to for help and let them know, like, this is how I'm feeling. And yeah, like I didn't go straight to a psychologist. Like I just found like a licensed therapist Okay. and it felt less, <coughs> sorry. It felt less intimidating sure. to me for me to just go to like just a therapist, right? right? Like it wasn't a psychologist. So I didn't, you right. know, I didn't tag myself with the stigma of I'm crazy. So I need to right. go to Frank, Exactly. Right? So <laughs> exactly. Therapist, and it was somebody to talk to. And that's right. kind of how I went into it was just, I'm just going in to have a conversation with this person. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective might help make it a little bit easier for you. If you're really feeling like you do need some therapy, Mm -hmm. but you, you know, you're still too attached to that stigma and that fear around it. Don't go the route immediately of the psychiatrist, like just find a licensed therapist and, you know, approach it as though I'm just going to go have a conversation with somebody. Okay. I like that. I like that, ladies. You don't have to go straight to the psychiatrist, you know, or a psychologist. Right. Start small. It's the same thing as she mentioned earlier, kind of taking a smaller step, a licensed therapist. It could be you don't even need that. It might be just a life coach that you need, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, I know she has uh, coaching. There are other coaches that do at least offer um, sometimes free discovery yep. calls. And in that you will you will have the ability to recognize whether or not that's that's something that's right for you. Um, but the point is that there's there's resources and there's avenues. You know, there's no reason for my queens to completely be isolated or feeling like they are the only ones going through what they're going through in the world. But I am telling you, we are <laughs> all going through something. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know, Dr. Joe Vitale. um, Yeah. Who I worked with, you know, um, in the back, excuse me, in the past, he has an actual song and it's, it goes like, uh, everybody's going through something, even you, even me. And I just, I was like, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. um, Hopopono forgiveness course. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So um, t- tell us a little bit about um, your book. I, you know, I like the, the title, The oh, Big yeah. Girl Panties. Love yes. It, right? Tell it's us so, a little bit about the so book. fun to come up with that. Um, so yeah. So the book is, it's the story of my life. Um, I kind of take you on my journey from childhood through today. Um, it's very 
raw and vulnerable and I don't hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure, I drop quite a few F-bombs because that's just me. I'm <laughs> and- okay with it. Um, so I kind of, I wrote in the same manner that I speak and, you know, I have a bit of a sailor's mouth. I've been trying to behave myself today, but, um, so, you know, there's a lot of that it's, you know, it's got my sassiness sprinkled throughout and, but it's also it, you know, it touches on serious stuff, you know, it, it touches on the, the stuff I went through in childhood and, you know, in my teen years and uh, all the depression stuff. And I talk about, you know, my suicidal thoughts. And so there's definitely some triggers in there. <laughs> so I like to make people aware of that, but the whole point of like, I've always wanted to tell my story. Right. And so when I finally did it, I knew that I was finally in the space that I, it needed to be more than just about me. Sure. Right. So I didn't want it to just be like, you know, like an autobiography or whatever. I wanted it to have a purpose. And the purpose of it was I share resources. End of every single chapter. If you recognize yourself in anything that I went through in that chapter, at the end of it, there's going to be resources to help you. There's journal prompts, mm. there's worksheets, there's I have lists of phone numbers of resources for you to reach out and get help depending upon, you know, the space that you're in. And, um, and then the back of the book is full of resources with aromatherapy stuff and different rituals. And we talk angel numbers. And so I really wanted to put, there's a stuff in there for forgiveness because that's a huge one. And, um, but yeah, so the end of every single chapter has tons of resources for you. Um, there's a journal and a coloring book that kind of go along with it. But yeah, it's my story, but it's intended to be a guide for you to kind of heal yourself and begin your own journey and learn to put on those big girl panties and and just love the shit out of yourself in your life. Amen. Love the shit out of yourself. Did you hear what she said? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Put on your big girl panties. No, absolutely. We we do. You know, we we deserve the best. I mean, we deserve the best. Man, we're royalty. Listen, (laughs) life is is too short and and we're too grand to not be being fabulous and, and operating at a high, you know, vibration and just being being the best that we can be. So yes, we all need to put on our big girl panties. I know. I know. Okay. You cannot wear a crown if your head is down. Ooh. Okay. Lift it up. up. Well, it's funny because one of the the queen affirmations that I have on my website, one of the affirmations is I walk with my head held high. See, that's because you're wearing that crown, baby. Yeah, honey. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> so kind of what's what's next for you? I know you have the book, you've got your, your coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next for Queen Teresa? So I actually have two things. Um, I'm in the midst of getting ready to launch a group coaching program okay. called The Restoration Project. Um, we start in April and okay. a restoration is just a coming back to yourself. So mm-hmm. We cover all the things. I have a bunch of guest experts. It's every a holistic approach to getting you back to yourself, loving yourself, loving your life, peeling away all of the layers that are holding you from getting there. 
Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's amazing. It's, it's a, like, a, it's been in the works for about two years. I'm kind of taking okay. everything that I have learned and putting it into it. And I'm really excited about that. So, um, okay. doors open for that March 14th, but there is a wait list if anybody's interested and you get a discount if you're on the wait list. Okay. Um, and then I started writing book number two. Oh, so. Yeah. Yay. So okay. I started that. My husband and I went on vacation to Florida for a couple of weeks and I got the idea for it while I was there in my happy place and started writing. And so, yeah, that's, that's the next thing in the works. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, as usual, we just have a couple of fun little questions that I'm going to ask, you know, we have to break up the monotony a little bit, you know, have a little bit of fun. Have some fun. All right. So Queen Teresa, let us know what is your favorite food? Oh, God. <laughs> so many. Um, I would say if there was one thing that I would never be able to give up, it would be pizza. Oh, yes. My pizza lovers. Okay. Yay. Yeah, I know. That's bad. Gosh. It's such, <sighs> and my husband makes a homemade pizza that is just to die for. So, yeah, I would never be able to give that up. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. What about your, well, let's see, would it be alcohol or would it be wine? So that's funny because I recently decided I was not drinking wine anymore because, yeah. <laughs> because I but no matter if I have one glass or three, oh my gosh. I wake up with a horrible headache the next day. So oh I had like gosh. one glass one night after work and I woke up with this pounding headache the next day. My husband's like, maybe you shouldn't drink wine anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I'm not drinking wine anymore, but, um, I recently discovered when we were on vacation, um, coconut rum. Ah, mixed with pineapple juice and seven up. So that's my new go-to. Okay. So that's liquor. Okay. Yes. Um, she went from wine <laughs> to liquor. <laughs> okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. So going back a little old school back in the day, what was your favorite cartoon character? That's hard for me to remember because I can just picture all of my kids' cartoon characters. Um, <laughs> I was a Smurfs girl. I loved Ooh, the Smurfs. Yeah. Okay. I I I I, w- I wanted to be Smurfette. You wanted to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be adored by everybody. I think oh, okay. she was a queen. So right. I do remember. Oh yeah, the, the blue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> did you? So did you like? Um, what is her name? Uh, strawberry shortcake. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I had those too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I honestly don't really remember the cartoon from okay. when I was a kid. I okay. had the dolls, but then it was funny because it kind of came full circle and came back around when my daughter was young. Mm-hmm. And so I used to watch the cartoon with her. Oh, okay. Okay. And I think we had in back in the day, <coughs> excuse me, we had cabbage patch dolls too. Oh yes. Did you yep. have yeah? Okay. I did. Yep. I had one. My brother had one. And then they came back around when my daughter was young. So she got one as well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. <comes> back. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So what about um what about like roller coasters? Would you go on the roller coasters? All that stuff? Okay. So yes, I was a huge roller coaster person. Funny story is that my husband and I, we got married at 21. We were very young. We were very broke. We had a new baby 
and our honeymoon was an amusement park. Oh, so, wow. So that's what we did. We went to an amusement park for the day, got a hotel that night, but that we literally just bounced from roller coaster to roller coaster all day long. <laughs> now, the last time I went and I was a little bit older, got a little sick on it. So age might be playing a part in that. <laughs> okay. I get that. Okay. So what, which, what about the adrenaline? Cause I'm an adrenaline junkie. So would you like bungee jump, skydive? I would say no to those because <laughs> I have a terrible fear of heights. Okay. <laughs> so okay. yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't really think that I could ever make myself do that. There would have <laughs> to be like a money prize involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but that makes sense. Like it has to be worth it just in case. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay cool cool um and last one what about a favorite candy Mm. well right now it is Cadbury mini eggs oh I know oh my god those little suckers are freaking they are so good so good yeah. And, and they're only like this time of year. So we like go to Sam's club and buy these big bags. And then we're both so guilty of like, every time we go through the kitchen, we like are grabbing a handful. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. Wait, so then did you get Girl Scout cookies? No, no Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Yeah, we don't really have anybody in our neighborhood. And like my daughter's grown and doesn't do that anymore. And okay. um, all of like my nieces and them are all grown. We don't have anybody in that age bracket anymore. So. Okay. All right. I love the Samoas. So. Yeah, that's our favorite too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, I am really, really grateful uh, and thankful to have had you come on today. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of great information that you shared. And, you know, I, I always trust that, you know, the women listening will get what they need because there's always someone, you know, that needs what we have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, you shared your story so vulnerably, which I absolutely love and, and thank you for, um, you know, and just a reminder that we're, we're all the same. We really are on this journey together, yeah. learning and growing and trying to figure it out. You know? yeah, that's we try to figure it out as we go. We <laughs> right. With the knowledge that we have. Trying to figure it out, you know, we've been depressed and we have, we all have the guilt and the shame and all these different complexes that we all have to work through and grow through, you know? So there's, there's no reason to, to really ever judge yourself ladies and, you know, just feel like, again, it's, it's only you. I, I promise you it's not just because you see people's uh, like Instagram reels or their, the highlights on social media, they're just highlights. Okay. You do not know what's going on behind closed doors. That's just one perspective, my friends. Exactly, exactly. So um, let let the queens know um, how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like I said, I'm very easy to find. My website is theritualqueen.com, Instagram, um, TikTok, Twitter, everything. I'm just at the Ritual Queen. Um, Facebook, you can connect with me as Teresa Turk. Uh, my group is called Ritual Queens, and um, you can grab my book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Oh, I love it! I love it. And remember, she said, "Remember, she said five to ten minutes. That's all 
you need, right? You do not have to jump off the deep end. (laughs) And if you head to my website, there is a free resource library that actually has some printouts for you to help create your own ritual. And it'll give you some ideas for that five to 10 minutes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Queen Teresa, the ritual queen, Reiki energy healer, certified aromatherapist, all these other wonderful things. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, Another. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blessing. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely stay connected, of course. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.